Welcome to Beholder's Eye, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons epic fantasy adventure. My name is Alex and I'll be your host and Dungeon Master. On the Great Isle, it is a time of religious wars, imperial domination, and an ancient evil reborn. Only one crew can save the world from utter destruction. They are... Maugrain Silverbeard, Paladin of St. Delegis. Zalara Tremez, Wandering Elven Monk. Gerin Kelsey, High Elf Bladesinger. To do that, Simic Hybrid Rogue Warlock. Who wants to let us know what happened last episode? Okay, so last episode, we started, we were in the, I think we decided it was the Ethereal Realm, and we were in the middle of battling some shadowy undead something uh that were holding kazdrax down we managed to defeat them all and they'd all dropped their chains and we ended up freeing kazdrax and kazdrax then took hibonite um and they just kind of disappeared i think i'm not really sure what the rest of us saw but to hibonite kazdrax took him aside and basically said he needed to get back to our planets into our plane and he didn't have a body Body to inhabit anymore and gave um, Hibonite the option of, well, what do you want to do? And Hibonite uh, volunteered to be the body of Kazdrax. So Kazdrax inhabited uh, Hibonite's body and changed him into a more dragon-esque form and then walked us out into the um, outside of the island, I guess. Uh, and then there we met the new person who is going to be joining our group because Kazdrax as Kazdrax put it, it needs, or Kaz, what do we call him? Hibidrax. Kazdrax. Kazdrax. So we had him come and uh, give us Dulod as our new person to join us. And he's this uh, elfish looking guy with a big cape and like a, a tiger stripey things on his face. But he seems very shy. And uh, other than that, we were debating where to go and ended up being teleported directly into the middle of Sin Ilnor, uh, which is Solar's home city. I think I got it all. There's a lot yeah. that happened. And we're currently being surrounded by confused and or angry elves. Yeah, a lot of them. With weapons. Well, yeah. I mean, we're in the middle of the city, so... Okay, so, um, yes. But before we do that, as you guys teleported by the hand of Hasdrax or Kibonite, um, <laughs> you all actually also leveled up to level nine, I believe, at this point. So, um, let's start. Well, Kim, we might as well start with you. What changes did we have come with Solara? So I took another level of druid, um, keeping in that feel of like, I'm going home, I'm going back to the woods. Uh, it, it just felt right to take that. And with that, I get um, some level two spells and I have, um, uh, yeah, so I have some really cool ones like Healing Spirit and Pass Without a Trace, uh, which hopefully I will actually be able to keep Margarine quiet one of these times. Um, and that's pretty much it. Um, I don't think I get anything super special other than that. Just spells. And okay. Spells. All right. And um, we'll save Dulod for last since he's newest. Uh, Garen, tell us about any changes you have. Um, So I just straight level nine with as wizard. Uh, I took up Big B's hand, which 
can do quite a bit of things. Um, it can be an attack. It can be a uh, um, like a kind of a ward to stop people from coming at us, and uh, it's pretty awesome. And then I also took a level five ritual spell called uh, Rary's Telepathic Bond. So Ooh, basically, that's a good one. yes, I can just um, do the ritual, and then all of us can speak telepathically for an hour. Nice. Okay. Then, yeah, that's just it. So it's hit points and spells. Okay. And then um, Margraine, the only uh, original cast member left now. Not cast member, but original character left. Um, what what did you choose at level nine? Um, at level nine, I took another level of Forge Cleric because I'm going to try going down that path and seeing how it works. Um, I got another channel divinity. So I got the ability to conduct an hour long ritual in which I can create a item containing metal up to 100 gold pieces in value. Mm. So if I want to make swords or shields or anything like that, I can just spend an hour and make it even just out of its uh, coins that it costs. That's pretty cool. Um, I also have uh, third level spells now, finally. Um, and yeah, and I took the opportunity because of cleric and uh, the way the cleric and paladin work for spells. I reworked my spells list quite extensively to try and reflect kind of the new way I'm going to be trying to play him. So that will come up as we go along. And then just got some more hit points. Finally up to like 75 hit points. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Well, and with that, you all carry. Oh, wait, wait. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> We've got a new guy on in town. Um, so, you know, let's just tell the people about Dulod and, um, you know, a little bit about his character classes and whatever you want to, you know, that you don't want just revealed in story. Ryan. All right. So, um, Dulod is a swashbuckling hexblade character. So, uh, quite a variety of skills. He's. That'd be more frontline. The hit and run tactics is what he's built around. Doesn't compared to hit and night, very little spells. He's only got two spell slots. That's going to be a change. But everything else will come come with time, I think. Okay. Well, um, and since you are level nine, that means your legendary items also upgraded. So this is happening during the time you guys are teleporting. You would all know this. so, Margraine, right now, your armor grants you once per day. You can re- regain up to half of your total hit points. Ooh. You do have to be conscious for that. Okay. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. And he has armor. to be conscious? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Garen, twice per day, any spell you cast is a guaranteed hit. Ooh. Damn. That down. <laughs> Zalara, you get two extra animal shapes per day. Wow. And Dulod, we're going to go through all three that you get. Um, At third level, you got an AC plus two. At sixth level, you can reroll one failed deck save per day. And then now at ninth level, you get two extra spell slots up 100%. That's amazing. Thank you so much. No problem. All right. So um, you all, once again, are in the center of Sin Elnor, surrounded by very tall trees that seem to make a wall around this small, not really even city, but I guess you could say large town. The people notice you right away. They grab their weapons 
and are coming at you. Whoa, 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 whoa. It, 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 it's me, Talara. I, I have news for, uh, uh-oh, let me look up her name. Illidan? Italon? Italon? I didn't know how to pronounce that. Uh, I have news for Italon. Uh, please, please. Give me a persuasion roll. How uh, angry do they look at us? Pretty pissed. Okay. Um, uh, there, there's a mixture of fear and anger because you appeared in the middle of this town just out of the blue, but it's clear that everybody is ready to... Okay. And how many people would be just kind of like around us? Um, 20. Okay. So I am going to cast Calm Emotions. So uh, I'm going to base it in kind of the middle of them. Uh, it's a 20-foot sphere. Okay. Uh, they need this... to make wisdom saves. No, charisma saving throws. Right. And this is not technically a charm spell, correct? No, it's not. Cool. Because they elves. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still want me to make a persuasion? Yeah. Okay. 16. I have no buffs to persuasion whatsoever. And um, I'm going to suppress those emotions. Okay. So fear and anger. You start to, you cast the spell. Um, it seems to work and everybody turns and actually pays attention to you as well as Zalara. Uh, okay. Do I, I recognize anybody that's immediately around me? I mean, I obviously know them, but. Right. Would any of like the, the council members or my mom or dad or. You notice that. Um, there's R- Riser, the um, lore guard. He's a older elf, though obviously he's o- older than you. I guess you say middle aged elf. He's standing there. Definitely recognizes you. Oh, uh, uh, Riser, do you know where Italon or 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 my mom might be? And from over your shoulder, you hear a woman's voice say, "Stop speaking that dog language, daughter." Oh, I didn't preface. This is all in Elvish. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Well, then you're you hear um, your mother's voice say, "What are you doing here, daughter?" Mother, I... you guys see a tall, extremely muscular wood elf woman come over. She, everybody seems to have like some arms to them of some kind, but she's holding hers in a way that uh, she has two swords in a way that lets you know that she is very familiar with them. Mother, please forgive me. There's horrible things happening in the world, and I bring news of Tamika. There are always horrible things happening in the world. You were exiled, and then you bring these dogs here. Uh, Mother, and I will pull out Tamika's necklace. I, Tamika is alive. You must come with me now. We must get out of the street. You've already caused a huge problem. Who all speaks um, elf? Garen. I speak Elvish. Okay. Um, nobody was speaking in a language Margraine would have understood um, out of common and dwarvish. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm going to use one of my new tricks then. I'm going to burn one of my few third level slots for the next hour. I understand and can speak all languages. No one talks for an hour and one minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay. Okay. So. Talana, who's Laura's mother, leads you through this large town. You notice that uh, the houses are all fairly simple, rustic. Um, people seem to be in large groups together outside, um, you know, talking with each other. It seems like a very communal, um, a lot of interaction between the people as you make it through. But as you guys walk through the town, there are death stares at all of you. So she takes you to well, what would be your home, Zalara. Once again, it's nothing spectacular. Just a, it's a three room 
little shack, essentially. Well, not shack, I guess a wooden structure. And she says, why are you here? Mother, there's... You are not supposed to be here. You were never supposed to come back. That's what exile means. You were corrupted by the coin to the extent that you were so bewitched by coin that you were a thief. I, I know. I, I, Mother, there's there's worse things than, than being bewitched by coin right now. I went and I... I, I, I've, I don't even know where to start, Mom. Um, okay, so in the world right now, there are terrible, horrible things going on, and there's a, a, an evil demon creature, d- the Devil's Claw. Do you, I know you never talked about it, but it's nearby, and we think that one of We their, are aware of Murat Hall. You know him. We know of him. I fought him. The council is divided on how we should deal with this. He seems to be taking great care of the Thalmer dogs. Last we heard, he destroyed Tuck's Edge. He destroyed it? And she smiles and says, yes. As I understand, every Thalmer dog was put in its grave. You know he's not going to stop a Thalmer dog's mom. He wants the world. He's trying to free Anatana, which is a goddess of epic proportion, who apparently made this whole world and has been chained for we don't know how long. I've seen her, Mom. I've been to her prison, and I've seen where her chains are getting broken. And that's what Marat Hall is doing. She stares at you, says, well, I'll have to get the council together. She looks at Garen and says, is this your man? (laughs) She wishes. You and parents, Alex. Oh my god. Um, uh, uh, well, okay, so this is my traveling party. Uh, uh, Garen is is a, a, an elf, as you can see. Um, and and Margraine is a... He's a halfling. Dwarf. He comes from the Dwarven city of... Um, I can't remember the name of it. Dernholm. Dernholm. Thank you. <laughs> he comes from the Dwarven city of Dernholm. And, uh, 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 yeah, you need to change your name, Ryan. <laughs> You're not Hibonite anymore. <laughs> Dulad. Dulad, thank you. And um, th- this is Dulad, and we were all sent here directly. The reason we appeared where we did was because there is another god named Kazdrax, who is a dragon. Good lord, I sound insane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, there's a dragon god of fire who uh, was able to teleport us directly into Sinalnor, which is the only reason I came. That's the only reason you could be here. Yes, I know. You know, the way was taken from your mind when you were exiled. Yeah. Well, there's nothing to it to do right now. All right. You and this man here, and she looks at Dulod, because I'm not sure what you are. Hey, uh, uh, saying that, Dulod just really nervous and down at his feet. He doesn't like confrontation at all. He is an elf of some sort. She looks at uh, Dulod's heavy cloak and says, What are you hiding under that cloak? The pains of my past. And she gives you a hard eye, looks you up and down. We'll see about you. You don't smell like an elf. And then she looks down at Margraine and she just spits in front of you. And I'll say in perfect elvish, That wasn't very nice. <laughs> and Dude, then she looks at cleaning. Because <laughs> <laughs> And she That's looks how at, you use it offensively. <laughs> <laughs> Talana looks at you, Zalara, and says, You trained it to speak. How cute. Uh, 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 Stay uh, here. I must get the council together. 
but they didn't she kill us so at the lucky I'm not Hibernite. She's so <laughs> lucky I'm not Hibernite anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, mm -hmm. she leaves. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry you, you have to endure this. <sighs> Your mom's delightful, Zalara. <sighs> She's not nearly as nice as yours was. <sighs> it's okay. We'll make friends. <laughs> Oh, that's the best joke I've heard all day. If you can get along with her at all, I will be impressed. I'll get so, what is the plan? So, uh, not be executed by being somewhere we're not supposed to be. Yeah, I like that plan. <laughs> um, so normally, uh, mm, as you can tell, as we were walking through, there's nobody but elves here, and the forest actually is built in such a way that you cannot find Sinonor unless you have the way in your mind, and the forest accepts you. So mm. I didn't know that we'd be able to make it. Basically, um, what about getting out? <laughs> uh, uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get that far. Oh, wonderful! Back to our old tricks. I see. Um, is there anything you can tell us about the council? Yeah, um, pull up my note. Mm. <laughs> well, good news. We've made it past one council previously, so. Uh, this is a little different. Um, so, uh, I've never really talked about my home. So, we don't really do commerce, um. Mm -hmm. Or just, other we... people, or yeah. <laughs> anything, it looks like. Well, I mean, the... Uh, we have our ways and mm -hmm. we are protected and the people of this town are not affected by the ways of the world, um, generally speaking. Mm. For me to even have wanted to leave was unacceptable in my mom's eyes and I didn't actually have permission when I did take off. Um, so when I came back with what I thought was Tamika's body, uh, they kind of banished me almost on sight. The fact that they didn't kill me was mercy. What about this yeah. stealing? Uh, uh, oh yeah. Um, so when I was in Afoweer after I left here to go and I just I wanted to see the world, you know, like I've been pinned inside these trees my entire life and there was a party on the edge and I was out trying to patrol the, the woods to make sure that everybody was safe as that's what we do. That's what my mom was in charge of. And there was a party of adventurers that were apparently coming to to sin El or trying to they wouldn't have made it but when i see when we as elves on patrol see that we're supposed to take care of them we're supposed to take them out and not let them basically leave with any knowledge of anything they may have seen but there is this one half elf he was charming and he just talked to me and my patrolling party killed the rest of them and it was just him and i and somehow we both survived and i let him go my mom was so pissed but I let him go and it got to me and I couldn't think of it. And so I tried to convince my mom I needed to go hunt him down and make sure that he didn't have any idea, didn't know we were here and she didn't allow it, but I couldn't leave him alone. So I went and Tamika had already left a while before me. Um, and I found her in, in Ephoweer <laughs> and she was, she had already made friends and, and the friends she had made were kind of a thieves crew. Um, but I, my, my, my dad makes really beautiful jewelry and I, I tried to do that when I was here and I wasn't very good. But when we got there, I was able to make jewelry so much better than most of the people in the town. And so we would take things from the rich and we would refashion the jewelry and sell it. And then we would give that money to the orphanages in town or we were trying to be good. I was trying to be good. I guess Tamika not so much. 
Yes, but right now we don't have to worry about Tamika. She's back in Kalendor, so... But her story isn't going to go well here. As you heard, thieving is unheard of. Like, we share everything. There's no need to be thieves. There's no need to worry about who owns what. As you said, Kalendor, you know, do that head peaked up for a second and then immediately went back down. Um, yeah. Well, not everything has to make it out into the open immediately. There's a much more pressing concern right now, which is Murat Hall. Right. I know your mom was talking like we're different from you, and we are, but in the end of the day to Murat Hall, we're all children of dirt. And, you know... Children of dirt, I need to remember. So the the council that they're speaking of, um, there are, um, it, it's basically all of the, the elders of our, of our group. Um, so there's five of them, the, the five eldest of us, and they can basically decide our fate. Um, if they're split, that's good. We may have a chance. Yes. Um, well, we can talk to them. We can make them understand. <laughs> you can't talk. Um, it's, we'll see. They're, they're, <laughs> you heard my mom. She mm-hmm. mm, she barely listens to me. She's uh, you're not an elf. You're you don't look like a dwarf to most people. No offense. It's okay. We'll reforge them. <laughs> In what way, Marking? Turn enemies to friends, evil to good. Good. Make the best of men. Good. <laughs> so what will this council decide? What to do with us? Or are they just deciding what to do about Murat Hall? They decide everything. Um, they were the ones who exiled me in the first place. They seem kind of like dicks. Why are we trying to help them? <laughs> we're trying to get them on our side, aren't we? Trying to help get them to help us against Murat Hall? I guess so. What, what do we do if they decide to dispose of us? We will dispose of them. Well, we will run away. Um, and dispose of whoever needs to be. You, you've just met us, Dulad, but we're good at not being disposed of. For now, yes. A hundred percent success rate. <laughs> so far. Um, by the way, I, I have been working on something. Give me literally a minute and this possibly could help in our trial. Okay. And I'm going to like sit down and start doing the ritual for um, Rary's telepathic bond so that we can all speak oh, incognito. Nice. So. Um, and Margraine's going to turn to Dulad. Um, Dulad, uh, we've just met, but it seems like it's important right now. What are you? Um, I used to be an elf, and as he says that, he'll sh- shrug off his cloak and reveal two crab claws coming out of his back along his arms. What? I screw oh. up my ritual as I look at you. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, wonderful, wonderful. What? That it, is It, it that is, is not amazing. wonderful. What do you mean? The, pr- have- the process that brought these to my back was painful and horrifying, and the court the use of them has been equally bad yes but look at you now you are beautiful um it's nice of you to say but i am considered a failure Mm -hmm. well not in my book okay well i'll get uh, back to the ritual so So i get his cloak back over him i appreciate the answer but let, let me explain my my question a little bit more um regardless of what you are on the outside what are you on the inside an elf? Something else? That's what will matter to these people. Uh, on, uh, it's, it's a hard <laughs> question to answer. I've never been 
fully in an elf community before. A lot of my life has been in a mixed community, I guess is best to say. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm I, uh, willing to do whatever it takes to survive. Okay. That is good to know, because we might have to. I hope it doesn't come to that. I mean, it's been a weird, like, six hours being seeing a god dragon thing um, and then being a load of elves. It, it doesn't get any less weird. So, um, hi, I, I, I'm Margraine. Um, been weird for about two and a half months now. <laughs> he'll, he'll reach out to shake your hand. He will ask, look, are, are, you're not the same as other dwarfs I've seen. You're more similar to halflings I've met in the past. Yeah. I'm Margraine Silverbeard. I'm a paladin of St. Allegis. My mom is a dwarf. My dad is a dwarf. My siblings are dwarves. And so am I. Okay. Still has his hand up to shake. It doesn't matter what's on the outside. Okay. All right. So so I finish up my ritual and I'll just start speaking in everyone's mind. It's like, all right, we can talk privately from now on for an hour. Dude, that starts to freak the hell out. (laughs) It's really agitated, jumpy. Okay, I'm gonna, in real life, or or speaking, I'll say, I am sorry, my friend, I forgot. You do not know how we do things. Um, Margraine's gonna reply in a single sentence, thinking this is message. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This this is different than message. We can speak freely. Okay. The four of us. Very useful. Yes. We can. Oh. It is like message, but we just keep going. Okay. And how long does it last? An hour. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think a thing to keep keep our minds on, though, is just because we're speaking in our heads, that does not mean that people are not going to look at us weird if we stop speaking altogether. (laughs) (laughs) So, if we're in the middle of a council and they're trying to decide on whether or not to execute us, we should probably talk to them also. (laughs) Yes. Of course. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dulad, are you unfamiliar with magic? Not magic, but I've not had this experience before. Neither have I, for what it's worth. Yes, it is new to me as well, but uh, nothing to be afraid of. It is worth noting to you guys, you don't see any weapons on Dulad at all, because I haven't said that before now. Okay. Oh, um, good question, in case we it comes up and we do have to maybe run for our lives. What do you do? Uh, Hibonite, you know, he used to like throw a lot of magic. I, um, well, I don't know so much anymore, but I, I hit things with this and I'll lift up my hammer. Uh, she runs really fast and then falls over. <laughs> uh, he, he does crazy things. He makes things slippery a lot. Uh, what what do you do? Uh, I I can get in close in a situation out quite quickly, and he'll brandish his hand to the side and summon his rapier, which you'll see is a stunningly exquisite blade that the handle guard is all gold and silver inlay and pearls and a dark, deep sapphire in the center, and a long blade with um, platinum and gold inlay wrapping around it, looking way fancier than it should be in his hands. And then he drops it and disappears as well. Wow. That's a trick. And some very nice weapons. Yeah. Yeah. That looks like something my dad could have fashioned. Yeah. Is your father still around, Zilara? As far as I know, unless something happened while I've been exiled. Is he on the council? No. 
Men generally are not, but he's too young anyway. Oh, ah. wait, no, we do have one man on the council. That's right. Talana comes back. She says, all right, we have an impromptu meeting of the council. None of the members are happy about this. And she looks dead at you, Zalara. Follow me. All of and us? she, <clears throat> yes, we're not leaving these creatures to wander about the town, especially that little troll over there. Uh, Margaret so. will give her a big smile. <laughs> I can't ever tell if they're smiling or if they're upset. You'll know when I'm upset. Mm, cute. <laughs> and so she leads you through the town unless you guys are going to not follow. Uh-uh, following. No, we'll go. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she leads you through, through the town and you see a very large group of trees, very thick, in a very tight circle. First glance, they just look like trees. And then upon second look, you realize that they have faces and arms. And as you approach, they move a little bit to the side, opening their branches. And you see a long table in there. It seems to be made of stone as though it came out of the ground. And you see five people, well, four people sitting there. Three women, one male. Uh, you recognize them all. Um... The male is, uh, you know, fairly young for an elf, maybe 50 years older than Zalara. And then you do see one woman who is, she looks like an old lady. So you can't imagine how old she is as an elf. She's bent over, her face is wrinkled. And Idolon, a elf, beautiful elf woman with dark raven hair, looks at you, Zalara, and says, So, traitor. You have some news about my horrible daughter that you think we want to hear? Do you already know she's not dead? She's not dead. We buried her. So what What news do you have? She is dead. Uh, you know she's dead? She's changed, but she's not dead. She now um, goes about... Adeline's a human, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, she now goes about as, as a human named Adeline Renard. And she, um... And at that name, they all kind of look at each other. You know of her. Yes. She's tried to reach out to us. She sent emissary. She's interested in opening a, a trade route here. That would be her, uh, her job now, I suppose. But in her travels, she experienced things that I, I, I can't even speak for her because I don't know. But she has changed enough that the Tamika that I grew up with kind of isn't there anymore. But she's still alive in one aspect. And I'll produce the necklace. She wanted you to know that she still remembers you. And Italon's eyes grow wide. She grabs it and looks at you. Well, this is something to think about. And a uh, beautiful blonde elf woman speaks up she's stunning I mean, all elves are fairly attractive but she's incredibly stunning she says this is all very touching but she would have been exiled had she lived and you were exiled zalara and why did you bring these at best heathens and this cur in reference to margraine into our midst you threw me out of my family, out of what I knew. You threw yourself out of your family. You left without permission. You knew what you did was wrong. A sin is a sin is a sin. And you knew that. You were not uneducated. Your mother uh, is on the council. Uh, I'm going to burn my channel divinity for Emissary of Peace. Um, and I'm going to butt in. Um, <laughs> okay. Zalara, 
What you have done or haven't done is not important to this conversation. To all of you, regardless of your thoughts of me, that does not have anything to do with this conversation. We are here because of the threat of Marat Hall. He is here to kill elves and men alike. To, uh, to him, all men are the children of dirt. Anat Anah and Marat Hall will kill you the same as me. Yeah, that's all he's going to say. And do you have to roll with emissary piece? I forget. Uh, for uh, yeah, I get a plus five on persuasion. Okay. On it. Roll. So, it, okay. Uh, twenty-five. Okay. And Idalon looks at you, Zilar, and says, "Will you put a muzzle on that mutt?" He is not a mutt. He is my. I friend. don't care what you consider him, and and what you do. And um, I'll turn to her. Um, and I don't quite care what you think of me or her. Well, you should, little pup, because it is the decision of these five people whether you leave here or not. It is my decision whether I leave here or not. I have seen powerful men. I have seen gods. I have seen people who are trying to destroy you, and we are here to help. I don't care if you hate me or my kind. Quite honestly, I don't care to be here. What I do care, though, is about this threat of Marat Hall. And Dayun, the beautiful, the exceptionally beautiful one, says, Rothall is doing us a favor in destroying the Thaomer dogs. Dayun, They've been encroaching on our land. What? He's not going to stop with the, with the Thaomer dogs. Let them kill each other. It's not going to last. How are you going to protect yourself when everybody else is gone? Really? We're closer to the Devil's Claw than Tuck's Edge. He hasn't touched us. He hasn't needed to, but and he why will. would he ever? Why would he not. ever? What? Anadana doesn't care about this world. She wants to see all of this destroyed and her glory brought back. I have seen Marat Hall and Anadana bring things to utter destruction. And she wants the world back. It used to be hers. She made it. She's been chained and kept from destroying it. But she's not satisfied and she's being freed. Already there's been two of her, I don't know how many chains that have been broken. And that's what Marat Hall is doing. He's freeing her to come back and destroy this world, including Sin and Lore and the Red Grove. Diane lifts her hands in disbelief, looks at the rest of the council and says, Are we to believe the word of this exiled one of us? One who's been corrupted by coin? One who has no regard for us? Who wanted nothing more than to leave our community? We're going to take her word. Oh, she has a piece of jewelry, Idalan. And so that's suddenly, oh, that, that's something that she just spoke to your daughter who's dead. She brought her body back. She could have taken it then. We know she's a thief. I am now, I, I took a vow with my, I've become a monk. And I took a vow of never taking more than I need because of all of the terrible things I did as a thief. And I've tried to make up for it as much as I can. And I'm trying to save the world now. So, Dayun says, <laughs> you would take an oath for one of these these outposts out there in that corrupt world, but you would not live up to your oath with your family, your home, your community, the people who raised and loved you. Your oath is meaningless. You couldn't keep your word once. Why would you be able to now? Shamhara, the goddess of this world, the goddess of the earth and the nature and the trees around us, I've met her. It's changed me. And I will, uh, wild shape <laughs> into an axe beak because that's what I know. Okay. <laughs> So you wild shape into an axe beat. You notice that the treants around all look down and get in kind of a defensive pose. Everybody is taken aback for sure. And 
and then I'll turn right back into Zalara. <laughs> the old woman, Karana, shakily stands up and says, We must not all forget that I once was corrupted by the coin myself, and I came back, and my word has been respected for hundreds of years after. But, young exile... I am only saying this because I feel there is truth in what you say and your demonstration of power backs that up. But for you to be accepted by the community of San El Noah, you must reclaim the heart of your soul sapling, which is lying dead in the woods like any other tree. You must go on a path of penitence to redeem yourself. Is this something you will agree to do? It is the only way to make you listen. I will do it. She nods her head and smiles. Well then, we have already spoken. Your mother has given an impassioned plea for your life. I'm just going to look at my mom. <laughs> she won't look. She looks straight ahead. You must go out into the wood and find the opening to the Feywild. <sighs> there, in the wild, you will find your souls happening. And you must bring it back. Do not trust the Fae, but know they are useful. Remember, in 2,000 years, I'm the only one to have made it back. So I do hope you do. I hope to see you again. Right. But if not, it's a very pretty place to die. Oh, I haven't died yet. Well, I haven't come back from, I guess. In our minds, I'll ask Solara, are we allowed to go with you? As you ask that, do that stuff, I pop and ask the council. I'll be, I'll be allowed to help. Yes, I don't see that as being a problem at all. You can use the tools of the fey creatures. Why not use the tools of this world as well? Very well. All right. It is, de- it is decided. And in my head, I will double check with everybody. You're cool with this, right? Why not? <laughs> of yeah. course. It sounds fun. I've never been to the Feywild. That's working. Margaret? Yes. <laughs> Let's do this. All right. And Talana leads you to the exterior of the town. And she says, the Feywild's never in the same spot. If you are connected with Shamhara, use her guidance and you will find the entrance. Okay. And Zalara, make sure you come back. And with that, we'll call the episode. (laughs) (sighs) Your family is dicks. Thanks for listening to episode 77 of Beholder's Eye, Talking Dogs. Remember, if you want to support Beholder's Eye, our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash Beholder's iPod. You'll find some cool stuff there, get early released episodes, and discover the location of the Ark of the Covenant. If you can't support us financially but want to help out the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Beholder's iCast. You can follow Ryan who plays Dulod at DuffDuff the Third. Ben who plays Garen at Miro4D2. Kim who plays Lara at Mets Girl and Sam who plays Margraine at Samslot007. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Editing performed by Sam Canary. Music and effects editing by Benjamin Floyd. Music from filmmusic.io. Fantasy ambience by Alexander Nicarada. SerpentSoundStudios.com. Curse of the Scarab, Our Journey Begins by Kevin McLeod. And Competech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. CreativeCommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash buy forward slash 4.0 
forward slash side effects by zapsblatt.com be sure to check the show notes for further details this work is licensed under creative commons attribution non-commercial share alike 4.0 international license creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash 4.0 forward slash